0: You know those dreams you have that just sit on that cloud in the sky way far away with a big sign outside that says, someday? Yeah, working from home was that dream for me. Welcome to Ask Andrea, a podcast about home life, working smart, and being a crafty babe. I've worked outside the home for ever. I've always worked. I've never been home with my kids and not because I chose to or loved my jobs or didn't want to stay home. All I ever wanted to do was stay home and be with my boys. But that's just not how life worked out with a self-employed spouse and bills to pay. Uh, But after almost 18 years being an office girl, I finally get to be a work at home babe. Uh, The easy thing to say here is that uh, this opportunity fell into my lap, but that would highly degrade the work and effort that I put in to get here. And it will be a serious knock to myself. And I think that we should always applaud our own personal efforts and sacrifices. We don't just land in places. We work hard and we prove our worth. Just know that about yourself. So my, my job now is to manage the graphic design, marketing, and social media projects for a local company as an independent contractor. It replaced my salary at my insurance job, so I don't have to go searching for clients or new business all the time Uh, It's a consistent salary, which is super duper handy. Uh, But the bigger question I get asked is how I've transitioned to the stay-at-home lifestyle after working in an office for the last 20 plus years. And let's be honest, it's been interesting and wonderful. So today, I'd like to talk about how I've made the transition and four things that I hope will help you as well. Number one, no one is monitoring my day. And you'd think that this freedom would come easily. I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time. I don't have to tell anyone I'm going to lunch. I don't have to ask for the afternoon off. After 20 plus years of this being my normal, it was really hard to wrap my brain around the fact that I get to decide when I work and when I don't. And to allow myself permission to cycle laundry during the day and to take a break to play a game with my kid you know, this this may not be hard for others, but for me, I compared it to like the mom who was dying for some kid free time because she's got a million things she wants to do, but she gets an afternoon alone and wanders around the house like a lost puppy and can't figure out how to spend her time. (laughs) Can you totally relate to that or what? Because I've been there so many times. But the fact that no one is seeing me work, and I say the seeing me work in air quotes, because, you know, when you're at an office, people assume that you're working. And when you're at home, there's this... Stigma that you're not. Um, well, the fact that no one sees me work makes me want to get the tasks done and show my work because I feel like I have to prove that I'm not just sitting around eating bonbons all day. And what I do find to be incredibly productive is working alone. It's kind of funny. It's like I get more work done when I'm working from home than I do when I'm in an office setting, even though somebody thinks that you're working the amount of distraction that comes from being in an office situation can really hinder the amount of work that actually gets done. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're everywhere. A co-worker's phone call can distract you, a phone call to your own phone, your boss pulling away from, from your research, an email that becomes like top priority. I've just found it super helpful to work at home for the simple fact that I can string two thoughts together and complete something without getting sidetracked. And I get to choose what I work on. I get to choose w- when I finish that task, if I want to move into another task, or if I want to take a break and get something else done. Um, I'm in charge of my day. And that's beautiful and scary at the same time. Number two, create a routine, but be flexible. I started out by drafting out my dream day. And I'm sure that even as a person who has no intention of working from home or changing careers or whatever, I'm sure that everybody has at least once in their life drafted out their dream day. And I've done this several times in my life because there are things that I always wished I could fit into my day. Um, But I prioritized things over other things and that's okay. Everything's a trade-off. But I started out by drafting out what I wanted my day to look like as a work-at-home person, Uh, what are, are the things that I didn't have time for when I was working in an office. For me, those things were exercise, getting Marshall to and from school, and consistent housework. I made a timeline for how my day would ideally look with the extra time that I had. And the extra time was freed up by, one, not having to get myself ready every day, packing breakfast, packing lunch, and being confined to that space and those tasks for nine hours, uh, five days a week, and the driving. And two, by finding ways to be more productive with my time. So I started by making a daily schedule for myself. Though This was every day I was going hour by hour and like mapping out my day. It's something that I thrived on. I need routine, uh, even if it's driven self-driven and not by a boss. Um, I just survive on structure. If this is you, create your day, like map it out and work within it. If my schedule said that I needed to walk Charlie as soon as I got home from taking Marshall to school, that's what I did. I paid attention to the things that worked in these times and what needed to be adjusted. And then I just kind of changed my flow as I needed. Um, Once I decided on the things that would stick, then i didn't need to map out my day hour by hour then what i decided to do was create more of a weekly schedule and batch my days versus scheduling out my hours so i created a weekly schedule based on what goes on each day and here's like a just a quick example of what my week looks like right now okay well this may not be quick but we're gonna, we're going to try Mondays are typically really task heavy because the beginning of the week is like super ripe with motivation. I try not to schedule in-person meetings on this day, but I will allow it if necessary because it, it's, a, it's a day that I'll typically get ready. So um, that just means putting on makeup, doing my hair. So Marshall has jujitsu and, it's, ex, and it's, it's an excuse to not stay in leggings and a top knot all day. And sometimes I don't, so it's not really a, a hard and fast rule that I always get ready on Mondays. But it's a day that I will allow myself to put on makeup if I want to. Uh, Tuesdays are quiet days. So really task heavy, but typically reserved for like more head work, researching, learning. So like if I need to make something new in Illustrator and it's something that I've never done before, it's going to take some concentration. I need that space to do that. (laughs) Um, Absolutely no meetings, no errands, no chores, no getting ready. It's also a workout day, so that means that I can uh, go take Charlie for a walk. I do like thirty to forty-five minutes of like a hit workout or Pilates or free weights, something at home. Like I don't go to a gym. Um, maximizing my time by um, just doing everything at home with what I have, using free YouTube videos. I love um, Blog Pilates. She does all sorts of free videos, um, all low impact. Or high impact if you can, but because of my back, I kind of have to know my limits. Um, but great workouts. Okay, so Wednesdays are heavy meeting days. We have team meetings for my company on Wednesdays, and then also another company that I work for. I try to schedule meetings with them as well on mon- on Wednesdays. So that's like definitely a day that I'm going to put makeup on. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to like. I'm going to see people on this day. <laughs> Marshall also has jujitsu on those days, and it's sometimes I'd take him. Sometimes, um, one of the other moms, um, picks the boys up. So either way, it's a day that I get ready. Um, okay. Thursdays are a meeting overflow day. If that needs to be scheduled or put into the day, but it has to be later in the morning because that's another workout day for me. So I can do Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's what I can commit to as far as working out. If I try to go overboard and try to schedule too much, then it doesn't get done or I get down on myself for not doing as much as I have planned. Um, so again, Thursdays meetings, maybe I try not to though. Uh, and then let's see, um, really heavy as far as tasks and projects, because after all of those meetings, then all the new tasks and projects are kind of like flowing and I need a good chunky workday. And Fridays are for catch up and updates and finishing the week strong. Like I am all about like working really hard during the week so that Fridays can be easier. Um, so it really is just like a catch up, turning, turning things in or a, a, like email updates for like what I have accomplished during the week and where we are on certain things. Since, you know, I'm not in an office setting all day where people are constantly chatter communicating, um, it's important for me to provide weekly updates that may not be part of your workflow or whatever, but that's just kind of what my Fridays are for. I start the day with a walk and then I grocery shop first thing. And then once I'm home, groceries are put away. I have a huge chunk of the day to just wrap up my week. And if everything, you know, goes smoothly and and I know that things that I still have on my plate can continue on Monday, you know, I'm flexible. I can, you know, do something personal. I can play with Marshall. I can you know, go do something else. Um, but this is basically how I want my week to roll. And it is easy for me to batch my days with themes. So like the theme of it's a workout day, it's a meeting day. That way I'm not running all over the place, getting ready every day. Like I was when I was in an office. (laughs) Hey babes, news break. The Crafty Babe crew membership is only open from the 1st through the 7th of this month. So be sure you're signed up before the 7th ends so you can get all the exclusive monthly content that I'm putting out and the magazine on Magazine Launch Months. If you don't join this month, you'll have another chance next month, but you won't get the awesome goodies that I'm dropping this month. So head over to retrohipco.com slash membership to see the options to get signed up. Or to get on the list to be reminded when the next opportunity opens, get in the crew and be a crafty babe. Number three, find ways to connect with people. <laughs> so I, I'm an introvert. I uh, too much extroverting can really wear me out, and that's basically how I felt in an office, is that I was extroverting all day with the people that I worked with, with people that I worked for, with clients, with the brain power constantly on, on, on. Um, that, you know, I was like, just totally toast by the end of the day. Um, But I miss my girls, I miss the little side conversations and stuff that happened during the day. Um, It kept us so tightly connected. And now we just have to spend more time catching up, which is totally fine. But we have to make that a priority with our local girls or our our former office mates. But it's super important to have people on your side, and people who you can kick around ideas with. Um, You know, for me, it's Susanna and Alyssa, and those are the girls that I text about, you know, everything. And I, I say, hey, you know, I've got this question. What do you think about this? Hey, I've, um, am I using the comma in the right place? <laughs> like I just texted um, Alyssa about that, my little grammar Nazi. So uh, in this podcast I listen to called Breakfast with Sis, Allie Kay, uh, she's a hand artist. and She does murals and florals, uh, a lot of line work, and it's really pretty. Good stuff. So her podcast with her dad, they talk about having a personal board of directors. It's like a whole thing. I found it to be life-giving to have girls I can rely on to kick me in the butt or like lay with me in the dirt. It's seriously life-giving. So good. Number four, stop working. (laughs) Uh, How many times have you heard this? When you work for yourself or when you work from home, it's like work is always home and home Is always work. So separating those things is really important. It is the hardest thing for me to do right now. Um, before I could just turn off work when I hit those double doors, like boom, work's done, phone goes off, work phone goes off. Um, but now work and play is all right here, and they often spill into each other. So here are a few things that I do to separate them. A, I set working hours and I abide by them. So don't answer emails or texts outside of working hours. For you, it makes you feel like you aren't accessible all day and can shut work off. For your family members, it creates expectations for when you can help with homework or when it's a good time for you to check out their newest Minecraft creation. Um, And for your coworkers, it tells them that you respect your work life and your personal life. B, if you use Google Chrome and Google accounts in general, You can create a separate Google account for your business or your work life, and then open a new browser window that's strictly for that work account and the tabs that are all associated with work. And then, like, there's a little I don't know if this is just on a Mac, but up in the toolbar, you can click on people and then you can select your personal Google profile, and it goes to all of your personal things like your Pinterest and your Facebook and your, you know, entrepreneur things or whatever it is that you do for your personal. But that way, when you're, you know, sitting, and, you know, binge watching crime shows on TV and surfing the web, then you're not constantly being glared at by, you know, your work websites, um, making you feel like you're still at work. And C, make yourself a separate work area. So I did try that. I made a little desk area, um, not at my craft desk. And Once we decided that Marshall was going to do homeschool, I decided um, that I didn't need that small desk. I was just going to give it to him. It's in the same space so that we can both be downstairs. But what I've decided to do is just create like a mobile way of utilizing my craft desk for both situations. Um, So like I put my computer away when the day is done, unless I need to, you know, pull it back out to work on my own, you know, to work on the magazine or my own business stuff, which I do during the evenings. Um, and then I actually have uh, separate notebooks for each work-related client, and then I put those away at the end of the day. I also have, like, crafty bins that I keep my craft supplies in, and they're portable. So when you know, when my day ends or when the weekend comes, I slide those bins onto my desktop so I can get into a crafty flow. And at the end of Sunday night, those bins go back on the shelf behind me so that my desk is clean and it has space for my notebooks and my laptop. Um, So, you know, my transition is utilizing the same desk. But if you have an option for you know, working from the kitchen counter or working from a smaller desk, you know, built-in situation, then keeping those things separate is definitely ideal. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed these tips uh, and ways to work smarter at home. Thanks so much for listening to the Ask Andrea podcast. And please take a quick minute to jump over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me. Thank you guys again for being here and we'll talk next time.